0: Hi, welcome to On Investor's Minds, I'm Tai Hui, the Chief Market Strategist for Asia Pacific at J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time to learn about what investors are thinking about and how that fits in with building the right portfolio. Now, global investors' interest on Japanese equities have surged in the past year. Recently, there were plenty of headlines about Nikkei 225 hitting its all-time high after three and a half decades. While I do think that these headlines are not particularly relevant in how investors should consider their investment in Japanese equities, the level of attention is pretty clear. At the same time, the Bank of Japan is looking to raise interest rates back to positive for the first time since 2016. Now, there are concerns about the impact on the economy and the Japanese yen and whether this tightening of policy could jeopardize the Japanese bull market run. So in this episode, I'd like to discuss how I think about the Bank of Japan and its policy outlook, its potential impact on the Japanese Yen, and whether this matters to the Japanese equity market. So let's start with the Bank of Japan. Now unlike other major developed central banks in the world, the Bank of Japan has kept its negative interest rate policy in the past two years when inflation is running hot. It did adjust its yield curve control given market pressures on selling government bonds. The global inflation surge of the past two years have raised Japan's head-on CPI inflation to 4.3% in March 2023. Now, this has since eased back to 2.6%. However, core inflation, excluding energy and fresh food prices, has been somewhat sticky, with month-on-month change stuck in a range of 0.2% to 0.3% during the second half of last year. Now, the Bank of Japan is not quite ready to declare victory on struggling off low inflation. Yet, in recent meetings, it is increasingly open to discussing the departure from negative interest rate policy. The next event to watch out for would be the spring wage negotiation between the labor unions and the large companies and see whether last year's strong wage growth can continue into the new year. Given a relatively benign corporate earnings outlook and a tight labor market, the central bank seems increasingly confident that wage growth should be strong enough to justify the start of rate increases. That said, the Bank of Japan's decision-making process is complicated by recent data. The Japanese economy recorded two consecutive quarters of quarter-on-quarter contraction. Meanwhile, Europe's growth momentum is easing and China's recovery has been somewhat slow so the central bank officials would be mindful about tightening into weaker global growth. They'll also need to be watchful over the impact of rising Japanese government bond yields and subsequent lower bond prices on the balance sheets of domestic financial institutions and the influence of capital flows. This is also partly why central bank officials have reiterated that the central bank's policy would remain accommodative even as they bring policy rates back to positive. Raising rates could be a big step for the central bank from a historical perspective. Yet, the overall magnitude of change could still be quite small. The overnight index swap market shows investors are expecting policy rates to hit only 0.25% by the end of 2024. So what about the Japanese yen? The general consensus is that the Bank of Japan raising rates should push the Japanese yen stronger. It is true that the Japanese yen current is very cheap. According to our guide to the markets, it is two standard deviations below its 10-year average on a real effective exchange rate basis. However, given the policy outlook is already partly reflected by the OIS market for both the US Federal Reserve and the Bank of Japan, We would need the Japanese Central Bank to be particularly hawkish or, in theory, the Fed to be much more dovish for the Japanese Yen to experience strong appreciation via narrower interest rate differentials between the two currencies. But why do I say in theory? Now, if the Fed's going to be much more dovish or cutting rates more aggressively, it probably means the U.S. economy is performing much worse than expected or there's a financial stress. Now this could prompt risk-off sentiment and a stronger US dollar, not weaker. So a stronger yen is much more likely to be driven by local factors rather than international factors. Although it was suggested that the greater attention by foreign investors on Japanese equities could lead to more inflows, and as a source of currency strength, this was only part of the story. We've also seen a pickup in capital outflow by Japanese investors into international equities. This was partly prompted by the revamped Nippon Individual Savings Account, or NISA, a tax-free stock investment plan to unlock household savings. Japanese investors can also invest in overseas markets via this plan, and there was a surge in overseas stock investment in early 2024. Hence, an inflow driving Japanese yen strength is partly countered by domestic investors' appetite for international equities. Another important question to ask is the Japanese yen strength. Is it really bad for equities? Conventional wisdom point towards that the yen and the Japanese equities had a negative correlation. The argument goes that the yen strength will be bad for equities as it weakens Japanese export competitiveness and undermines overseas earnings when translated back into Japanese yen. While we can't deny the impact from foreign exchange on corporate performance, this correlation has weakened substantially compared to the past. The negative correlation between the yen and Nikkei 225 was strong between 2007 and 2019. This relationship weakened substantially during the pandemic. Even though this relationship has picked up again in recent quarters, it was still much weaker than the 2007 to 2019 episode. Hence, even in the case of yen strength, we may not get the historical reaction of weaker equity performance. So having assessed the outlook of the Bank of Japan policy, which is tightening with caution, and the possible implications on the Japanese yen, modest yen strength, and not necessarily negative for equities, it is worth recapping some of the positive fundamentals facing Japanese stocks. Now, a cornerstone in supporting Japanese equities is the ongoing improvement in corporate governance. The Tokyo Stock Exchange, or TSE, announced on January 15th by disclosing the status of individual companies' responses to its request for corporate value enhancement measures. This reflects the TSE's ongoing progress in reforming Japanese corporate behavior. The percentage of listed companies, both prime and standard, trading below book value has declined to 47% from 54% at the start of 2023. The total amount of buybacks announced by Japanese companies so far in fiscal year 2023 is already above last year's record high. The next phase of reform in boosting corporate returns on equity is arguably more challenging, but at least a growing share of senior management are placing shareholders at a higher priority. Meanwhile, Japan's corporate earnings, which we use MSCR Japan as a benchmark, are expected to expand by around 10% in 2024, with forward price-to-earnings ratio at 15 times, which is in line with its 15-year average and hence not particularly expensive. Now, This fits in with a broader Asia story of solid earnings growth with undemanding valuations. The more expensive sectors in Japan, such as consumer discretionary, healthcare and technology, are experiencing some strong earnings upgrade. So following a value rally in 2023, investor attention could be broadened to include some of the more competitive growth companies in the markets. As investors question the concentration risk of US tech companies driving market rally there, Japanese equities provide a good source of diversification in developed market equities. So let's summarize the key points. Yes, the Bell of Japan could be ready to move away from negative rates in coming months, but it is likely to be approaching this very carefully and the dampening impact on the economy is likely to be limited. Number two, the Japanese yen is cheap, but there are plenty of reasons to keep it that way at a relatively low level against the US dollar. Even with some yen strength, it does not automatically translate into weaker equity market performance. Finally, central bank policy and the yen should not be a major obstacle to investors' appetite for Japanese stocks. The ongoing corporate governance story is positive, and there are also plenty of Japanese companies that are world well leading in technology with strong brand recognition. Hence, the fundamentals and valuations for investing in Japan remains largely intact. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share this with your friends or colleagues, and also consider subscribing to so get the latest episode. If there are topics that you would like to hear from us on any questions on this podcast, please reach out to your JP Morgan Asset Management client advisors.
1: This content is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from J.P. Morgan Asset Management or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples used are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and it should not be relied upon by you in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make an independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, tax, credit, and accounting implications and determine, together with their own financial professional, if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be appropriate to their personal goals Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change without prior notice. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase and Company and its affiliates worldwide.